What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Talking about the weather is one of the most boring things you can do in Tom, this Tom, I disagree. No, you're wrong. Trust you, me. You, no, think no, it, no, you and everyone else think it's like the lowest form of conversation. I disagree. You're wrong. Don't start. It is. I've learned that from day one starting in this field. That is the most boring stuff that you can possibly <laughs> do on the radio. What's it look like outside your window? But we can't avoid it right now because weather is going to impact this football game on Sunday in Buffalo. Did you see the latest about the snow now? Yeah, it's the first, 10 inches. The beginning of the week, it was, it was like all light wind snow. And gusts of wind that you had to worry about. And now then we're hearing. The snow was just going to be an aesthetic. It was just going to mm-hmm. make you feel real good inside watching the You were getting the game real NFL football. I have seen models that project from Saturday to Monday 10 inches of lake effect snow and the heaviest of those 10 inches coming during Sunday. Not only can that affect the passing game, obviously, the winds was what was really going to concern me about throwing the football. Now, when you have conditions like that, running the football ain't going to be a picnic either. Mm -hmm. Like, just because it's six inches of snow on the ground and wind swirling, I feel like people just default into, ah, pound the rock four yards of carry and get out of Buffalo with a win. Just because you're a running back and not a wide receiver doesn't mean your cleats are magic and you don't slip yourself. So this is going to be a disgusting display of NFL football. Some might say that this isn't even the modern version of NFL football. Uh, We're going to be looking at a game that you could convince people is being played in like 1974, I think. That, that's how I feel. If that snow does come and the wind is as, as dramatic as they say it's going to be, uh, there's just nothing that the modern offense can do against that kind of element, those kind of elements. Yeah, it's the reason why back in the day when you would see those games or see those games— that, They were the best games. Like, well, not yeah. even that, but like you would see the passing game not be a huge factor, right? There might have been like one big splash play, but you wouldn't see— the numbers that modern NFL quarterbacks are putting up every single week. But and I also think that back then and in the uh the going to look at the past way that this game was, you know, built around defense and running the football, you know, snow and these kind of conditions were so conducive for that because it just kinda, you know, put what you usually see on Sundays on steroids because they're doing it in the snow and it's fun and you get that nostalgia of being a kid in your backyard and playing football against the neighborhood kids and mm-hmm. you know Laying hits, not having it hurt because there's a because there's a pile of snow. snow There's a cushion of snow beneath you. Yeah, so I get that. But in today's day and age, I mean, the way that we see football played every Sunday, this is going to be a very different product on the field. But Uh, I think that does a lot for the Steelers, and I think that favors the Steelers. So I ain't mad about it. Maybe the rest of the league outside of Buffalo and Pittsburgh, maybe Buffalo's a little mad about too. But outside of Pittsburgh, you know, some guy watching this game in South Dakota is probably a little 
peeved. I want to see Josh Allen throw the ball all over the field and, and look like Superman. But for us here in Pittsburgh, bring on as much bad weather as you possibly can. I truly believe that in games like this, when the weather is this bad, that tends to favor the underdogs. That tends to even the playing field for teams that have lesser skill because these elements, not being able to get traction with your feet, too high wind to throw the football, that can really neutralize a lot of skill. And then it can just come down to, you know, man on man, who wants it more? Who's a bigger man that day? Who's manlier? And that's where if the weather is right, Mm -hmm. you can't trust these weathermen. You know, it could be 50 and sunny for all we know as far as I trust these guys. But in all seriousness, you don't know if it's going to be as bad as they say. But if it is, I think that really does close the gap between these two teams. And it's not like this is Miami going to Kansas City where it's negative four degrees and Miami's used to playing in 75 and sunny and up all year long at home. Pittsburgh is no stranger to bad weather games or cold temperatures or bad weather conditions. They've been playing some smash mouth football. Exactly. Players. And so that's like, the thing I is that. I encourage them to go up there and play some bully ball. But before you go into your take, I will say this. The team they're playing plays bully ball too. So that's 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 the only thing that's like, oh, if it was like Miami that you're going up against, now this is a paradox because they're in Miami, but you know what I'm saying? You think, oh, we can push the Dolphins around. They're soft. Like, I don't think the Bills are soft. Do you? No, Josh Allen certainly is For sure not. And their offensive line, I think, is is clearing the road for running the football a lot this year. Mm-hmm. But that being said, the Steelers aren't either. The Steelers have looked like one of the more badass football teams in the NFL in these past three weeks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I look back to their history and I see them in these weather games or in these conditions, and I don't see them shying away from ground and pound and, and physical football. I mean, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers that we're talking about. This is one of the more physical teams to ever play the game over the course of the entire history of the league. I, I'm with you that, you know, this isn't Miami. This isn't like Indy or Houston that you really feel like you can bump around a little bit extra. They're not really used to it. This is Buffalo and Josh Allen. You know, the one guy everyone loves to compare Josh Allen to is Big Ben. And there was no one who could take a hit and keep going like Big Ben. So that, of course, He's worries you. He's like the you. new model, though, of Big Ben. It's like I got all the mm-hmm. size and I got all the escapability, but I'm, but I'm more also mobile. faster. Yeah, right. And I like to – like Ben used – his escapability, escapability to extend the pocket and then throw and the ball stay behind the line of scrimmage. Josh just is like, I'm oh, going. The linebacker bounced off of me. I'm taking off. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's like a little newer model. But yeah, they like to, you know, they said this about Ben. They said this about Cam Newton. He's in that. He's in that class of linebackers that knew how to throw the football. <laughs> like he would have been in the NFL if his arm wasn't so golden. Mm-hmm. He would have just been playing tight end or linebacker or something like that. But he also has a golden arm to boot. So like, you know, these linebackers have to tackle a guy who's bigger than they are in some mm-hmm. instances. Um, so, yeah, the, he exudes toughness. He is one of the tougher quarterbacks that you have in the NFL today. Definitely. And that makes, you know, for a little bit more of an even playing field between these two teams. I do know there are people in Buffalo, through following on Twitter and listening to to Buffalo Sports Radio throughout the week, that – they're not too happy that these are the conditions. 
They 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 are seeing this I as bet. an advantage yes. for the Steelers. Well, like I said, it so often is an advantage for the underdog. In fact, most of the time it's an advantage for the underdog because it it literally devolves the game down mm-hmm. into like, man, I'm better than you. I'm mm-hmm. stronger than you. I want this more than you. You can want it more than the San Francisco 49ers if you're the Steelers in week one. But they just got dudes out there running around like crazy. Like I'm, skill is just going to overcome your willpower. But I, skill gets neutralized in these weather. I'm not surprised that Buffalo's like, this ain't good for us. I mean, I'm not saying that they're hitting the panic button, and neither are you up there. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're still confident in them getting a win. But I'm sure they're thinking, you know, the way that they win this game is going to be a lot uglier, and you're going to give the Steelers probably hope in that fourth quarter, and all it takes is one big mistake, and mm-hmm. you know, you could run, time could run out on you, and your season's done. So, not surprised to hear that from you at all that they're a little nervous about this weather up there. It, it really ruins what they want to do as a team. I'm glad you brought up San Francisco, because as a week has gone on, you and I, you know, Dale and Matt. Pursuit of Labs, everyone has been really optimistic and gaining optimism as the week has gone on about the feel of this game. But what I have to do, and I'd feel, uh, I feel it's a responsibility by all of us, is the last time this happened, where you were a major underdog and you had this growing s- sense of confidence that you can win a game, was that week one contest against the Niners and that was it was at home and look at this Kenny had all offseason to work with the first teamers and the defense is fully healthy now and we saw a really embarrassing loss by the Steelers to the Niners is there and the one thing I think Tom is that we all kind of remember that and everyone's saying you know the one thing I don't suspect the Steelers can go in and lose this game for sure but the one thing I don't suspect is that the Steelers are going to get blown out. Are we really that sure? Are we really that positive? Because no one had on the forecast for San Francisco and Pittsburgh that the Steelers would lose that game, what, 30-6 to or 30-7? to No one saw that game being that much of a blowout, the Steelers having that poor of an effort. I think people were saying, the Steelers can play him tough. They might lose, but you'd feel really good about a close game, even if an, even in a loss. Are we falling into that trap again? Are we doing ourselves the disfavor of having this sense of optimism without TJ Watt going into Buffalo, where they are also used to playing physical football in inclement weather, are we doing this again? I'm very worried because I'm not. I'm not at the point where I'm like, I'm. We're gonna win. Like I'm not there yet. I'm not really. Saying, no, I don't think the Steelers are gonna win the game. I think it's gonna. But I think we're gonna get that bad taste out of our mouth of just the game's over by halfway through the first quarter, like the past three playoff games have gone for for Steelers Nation. So I think like it's gonna be a fun, excruciating. Fun might be a bad word to use. An excruciating kind of game that. Makes you feel alive again as a fan, where you have a chance at halftime, where you have a chance heading into the fourth quarter. I truly believe it'll be a one-score game uh, come to the last 15 minutes. And I, I'm not to the point where I think the Steelers 
pull that out in the last 15 minutes. I still lean towards Buffalo getting this win. But back- Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back to what you were saying about, you know, and this is going to be so bad here on Pittsburgh Airwaves. People mm. are going to turn off our show. They're going to unsubscribe. Like, if you're Buffalo, you got to build a dome. Like, you got to have some sort of roof on your building. No, but seriously, like. No, I, see, I disagree with but, you. But listen, let, because me, make, let seen... me make my take. All right. Look at what happened to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers for so many years. Do you remember how great that Lambeau Field home field advantage was touted? Ah, you got to go up to Lambeau and face Rodgers in negative 10 degree weather in the frozen tundra. He always lost because that also hurt Rodgers. Those swirling winds, the freezing temperatures, the snow. The Packers were built on throwing the football, on being a modern offense that pushed the ball down the field with explosive plays in the passing game, their own home field advantage, their own weather hurt them. A team like San Francisco comes waddling in. What do they do better than anybody else? Zone mm-hmm. run scheme, baby. And Elijah Mitchell, remember him in that game? He was like mm-hmm. going bananas against the Packers in that NFC Championship game. It can hurt these teams. Like, And the Bills, I see them in the same way, not to the same extent as those Packers because Allen can run the football for sure. Mm -hmm. But they want to push the ball downfield through the passing game. He's fourth this year as far as passing yards is concerned, Josh Allen. They they like to be a threat as far as 15, 20-plus yards down the field with the ball in the air. And now you get to these games where it's the most important and you need to have your identity that you've worked on throughout this entire season, and you can't. Because Mother Nature just decided to throw 10 inches of snow and 52 gusts of wind in your face. So maybe the Bills can do a little bit of both and win games in both ways and say, no, we still want that home field advantage. Come up into our snow and we'll still just run the ball all over you. Mm-hmm. And then next week, maybe it'll be 32 degrees and no snow on the ground and then we can throw it all over Kansas City. You know, we don't need to be put into this box of where we need Allen to throw the ball 40 times to win. I'm just saying, man, a lot of these northern teams that get these really high-powered, revved-up offenses can really shoot themselves in the foot if they get home field advantage in these late January you know, games where the weather's crappy. And this is a perfect example because, sure, maybe you'll get a Miami if you're Kansas City, and that's great. You'll welcome them with open arms, and you'll take that home. But if you're Buffalo, you get a Pittsburgh who mm-hmm. is built to play in this type of weather. And it really, like with the Kansas City Dolphins game, we think that kind of forecast separates the teams more, right? Right, for sure. Because the Dolphins are just a warm climate One, team it doesn't help that the Dolphins soft. are frauds. And they're soft. And they're, yeah, right. But with the Steelers and the Bills, it brings them closer together because the Steelers are ready to play in that kind of environment. Yeah, I get the point you're trying to make. I guess my pushback on that would be, you know, you don't want to lose some of these iconic Home field, just atmospheres. I'm not saying that um, it was... What is it called now? What's the Bills Stadium called now? Highmark. It's Highmark Highmark Stadium, Highmark stadium at Orchard Park. Um, you don't want to lose that, right? Like Miami... Or, sorry, Minnesota and Detroit both used to be outdoor teams. 
Now there's no such thing. It's just indoor games. I don't. I Lambo's not going anywhere. Don't get me wrong. Lambo's saying no, and Buffalo's not going to have a dome because they're Buffalo. And you say ten inches of snow, that's like saying a light dusting for even us right. in Pittsburgh. Like right. they scoff at you for that. So this is me, obviously in the minority. Like I am obviously not going to be well represented in that take, especially in Pittsburgh. But I just I. I understand I the point you're trying to make. Like, I, you guys are really, really playing do. against yourself right now. No, I really understand what you're trying to say because if you really want this to be an advantage, you make it as neutral as a playing field, as ideal of conditions as you can for your team. And, and I guess the where would be the biggest advantage is if you're playing a Miami, if you're playing a Tampa Bay, unless they have a Boston transplant quarterback. Because remember that it was like, oh, Tampa Bay's got to go on the road a couple times in the cold. Didn't it's matter. Like, it, it doesn't. He's he, done that he every year. Care about that yeah. at all. So you know, I get that. You know, or a dome team like the New Orleans Saints back with Drew Brees. Right. If he had to go up to Lambeau Field, that's obviously an advantage. So I get that. But when you get these teams, like even the Niners, a warm weather team, but they ran the hell out of the football that year with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback mm-hmm. on that first run to the Super Bowl. You get a team that's identity is defense and running the football. You get a team from another cold climate that's used to playing these kind of games late in the season. You know, your advantage of home field can sometimes hurt you more than help you. Definitely. And that's why I understand what you're trying to say. But to the Steelers' benefit, Tom, this this game is being played outside. And it might have been better oh, no, for Don't Buffalo. get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful about this. And, and this helps the Steelers immensely. Does. But I am nervous. I really am. Like you're saying, the team is going to lose. I don't think that's the general like I consensus that people. think The consensus win. I think is that the Steelers are going to win this game. Well, Good Morning Football today made their Friday predictions, and the consensus there was Bills across the board. So I mean, that doesn't surprise. And I saw CBS Sports did their panel Bills across the board, a sweep of the Bills. Yeah. Well, the, oh, I'm not saying nationwide. Well, I'm is, saying in here, the, I knew, the I Pittsburgh bubble. Here I've started to see on Twitter. Yeah. On X, sorry. No, no. On, just on, forget that tradition. On X. Or I've that seen, resolution. I've seen people, you know, kind of put up polls and Steelers Bills, who's going to win. And Steelers get majority of the votes sometimes in those polls. Um, but they have a chance to, you know, make the graphic look embarrassing for Good Morning Football for CBS. You know, a lot of Steelers yeah. social media team, I'm sure, made a little couple bookmarks on X just to be like, okay, and ca- just we'll in get case. some graphic revenge uh-huh. on some of these uh-huh. shows. Oh, I thought, I thought the Bills were just supposed to win, guys. Uh, to be fair, Gamon Football also picked Cowboys across the board, and they cited again seven seeds since the expansion are never won. Six. Right, they are in the early stages. But it's kind of a 16-to-1 kind of thing in the NCAA tournament. In the really, really, really early going. And it will not last as long as yeah, the well, six. Yeah, this is year three? Yes, 0-6. Oh the 16-to-1 streak, it won't come near as close to that, I'm sure. Uh, one of these days. Maybe I'd be pretty year, shocked. A 7 will beat a 2. Um, but hasn't happened yet. Maybe the oh. Steelers can make a little history on Sunday because they're the first up of the 7 seed, so they'd be the first to do it. They have the opportunity uh, for that. When's the Green Bay game? A- right after, after the Steelers okay, game. Okay. So back to kind of running the football because even though we talked about it's not a guarantee in weather like this with a lot of snow on the ground, it's not like Najee's just going to be able to magically navigate icy and snowy conditions on the field. Mm-hmm. But that's still the best way to go about the Bills. 
And Chris Carter, I was listening to him earlier this week, and you hear him, he's from the Post-Gazette, you hear him on Steelers Nation Radio all the time, he, I think he's a guest on the Blitz mm-hmm. uh, every Monday. Quite often. He was talking about how, like, since week 10, the Steelers' average rushing output per game... It's like 140? 140. Yeah. That would be second that. in the NFL behind just the Baltimore Ravens, who have, like, reinvented running the football since Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson has gotten there. They're always at the top of the league in rushing. So, like, you're behind... Only a, a generational team at running the football. And that really has been the key over the last three games of the season as well. Uh, yeah, Mason's had the big plays for sure. And Mason's had a very efficient three outings, enough to go over 112 in his passer rating each time. Mm-hmm. But the running game has been the complete lifeblood. Najee Harris especially has been... First round pick, good at that running back position. And Warren, despite the fumbles against Baltimore, has been good as well. Now, the fumbles are a problem and concerning, but you know, that punch, one two punch of Warren and Najee, that's really. I know Mason is the clear spark mm-hmm. because, you know, he gets all the headlines and that's the big change that was made. But you can't deny that what's allowing that spark to continue to burn and have sustainability as a full-fledged fire is that running game behind 100%. Without the running game, I don't think Mason Rudolph comes in and wins those three games. Well, and and, uh, this is not a stat to try to frame it like, well, Mason's not playing as well as you may think because I know some people are out there that— They love looking at the PFF. They're weirdly doing that. There's a weird faction of all fan bases that like try to fight within themselves, Uh and it's weird, especially when you're at playoff time. Especially when you're playing, when your team is playing well, and you're trying to discount your team. you're trying to find an angle or try to have the edgy take, so I'm not trying to frame it this way. But over the past three games, the Steelers have dropped back to pass at a fewer rate than any team in the NFL. 32nd as far as the percentage of times that they're throwing the football. Now, they're making the most of it, though. And that sure. is all credit to Mason. Like, in a, Actually, in a weird way, you could take what I just said as even more praise for Mason because he has such limited opportunities and he's still putting up you know, 250-plus yard performances. He had a couple tutties in one performance. Like, mm-hmm. So he's taking... He's really maximizing every chance he gets, but at the same time, he's not getting many chances because they're running and running and running the football, and that's gonna that's gonna hold true this week as well. I think so too. I mean, yeah. How do you not run the football? I mean, like I th- I see, I've, I've seen I've run the ball, Bert. I've seen a lot of people say, you know what, Mason? I've loved what you've done for this team. I really appreciate it. I'll go out and hand the ball off to Najee Harris and Jalen Warren 50 times yeah, I mean, on Sunday. You're going to need to pass, though, everyone. Like, Matt, Tim, and I on Countdown were talking about that Patriots game against Buffalo a few years back where they threw the ball three stri- three times total. Mac Jones had three pass attempts, yeah, right? Yeah, the Patriots won. They won the right. game up. Because right. remember, Buffalo kept, and this is what I'm kind of hoping happens, too. Remember Buffalo kept trying to throw every once in a while? Like, they kept trying to get their offense just going. It didn't just help. wasn't getting yeah, any right. traction. They'd hit maybe a play or two, but you couldn't sustain drives. And then by the time that they realized that, they were already down, so they have to keep chasing. Hopefully the Bills can't help themselves. And they uh-huh. try to, you know, play some Bills offense like they're used to, not to the fullest extent that they're used to, but they try to work it in, and it just can't get any traction. And then the Steelers can maybe build an early lead while the Bills offense is kind of spinning its tires a little bit. Um but we're not going to throw the ball just three times. Like, that's the one no. we, we all agreed. Like, as, as funny as that is and as as – 
you know, you're not going to try to recreate as that yeah. is for yeah. the weather conditions. You can't just go into a playoff game and throw it three times on the road right. and come out with a win. So you're going to have to have some big plays for Mason. But like I just said, man, he's going to have limited opportunities. He's made the most of all of those opportunities, maximize them. Who's to say he's not going to do that in this game? Who's to say, you know, he has a stretch of handing the ball off, handing the ball off, handing the ball off, and, you know, say he's like four for eight at one point in the game for like 48 yards or something because he's just dumping it off. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that that next play is not that big slant route? Who's to say it's not that post route? I'm like, glad. I have confidence in mm-hmm. him being able to just kind of weather things, weather things, weather things, kind of like Floyd Mayweather as the boxer, right? Like you just mm-hmm. kind of wear him down, wait, 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 and then when that when the guard drops, yeah. pop, at, right in the face. I'm glad you brought that up because there have been good passes, deep balls thrown by Mason, but the pass to Deontay Johnson uh, against Baltimore, the touchdown pass, um, the first touchdown pass against the Bengals to George Pickens. Pickens yeah. Both of those balls didn't travel more in the air than like 15, 20 yards. No, he's not he, perfect. But granted, I will say this he did have later in that Bengals game that great sideline throw to George Pickens. Yes. He had really great throws in the air to in, in Seattle. You know, that third down play to George Pickens. I think Pickens. the most impressive throw from Mason Rudolph was that play in Seattle deep to George On third Pickens down. Where he was swallowed by the pocket. Yeah, and 100%. You, if you're watching on the TV monitor, you just see like an arm shoot up in front when of When you're watching that dime, game like, live, you think, okay, he's going down. That's not good. And then somehow, he the pocket, like you're not hearing the whistle blown. Everyone's still on their feet, and then all of, of a sudden, stuck together. and then all of a sudden, you see a, a ball just <laughs> escape. And not a perfect pass, but it can't be in that kind of condition. What do you need your receiver, who's supposed to be a number one, do? Make a play, go baby. get it, and he lay out and made for a it. great play for you. So that was one of the most impressive plays. I think I've it is the most. Play. I think it's the most impressive play by the team all year. Yeah, not a touchdown either. No, it set them up for success. It's the most impressive play, and it has a lot to do with the circumstances of that play and on think, third down. Yeah, and I ahead. think we're so impressed with it because you know we've seen quarterbacks Mitch and Kenny bail out of pockets. We haven't really seen them, you know. Not to say that Kenny hasn't stepped up in a pocket and and thrown, delivered a ball on time downfield. He has, but we haven't really seen that kind of you know. Right. I'm just gonna be in the pocket of chaos, presence, but I'm not gonna panic. Fortitude. Gonna yeah. I understand. I have 0.5 seconds of a window here, and I'm gonna take advantage of my small window. And he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mason's going to have to hit on a couple of those big plays. And the other element about the the weather is there can be massive under-breaking plays for the gambling community because of safety slips. Or, mm-hmm. you know, off the line, a corner tries to jam a wide receiver and he just gets put in the dirt because he doesn't have, you know, his base beneath him because of the snowy conditions. Mm-hmm. There is the chance that even though it's bad weather and even though that screams take the under and it's going to be an ugly football game bad mistakes can happen because of that weather that lead to like a 70 yard touchdown scamper for Najee or a an sure. 80 yard slant from George Pickens to the house now it could also lead to George Pickens trying to cut back mm-hmm. and slipping and falling and then it's an easy interception for a Bills you know it goes both ways but I'm just saying you can have a lot of those explosive type plays not so much due to the skill of the players but just due to the weather causing gaffes from the oppo- opposition Keep an eye out for that. That's yeah, the one way to. that under might it can, screw you up there. Mm-hmm. Pick six because of a slip. You know, uh, speaking of slipping, too, one thing that I think people are, when they think about Allen turning the ball over, they're thinking interceptions, right? Yeah. 
He's pretty loosey-goosey with that football when he runs, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be slippery. That's so how like, T.J. Watt got him in that season opener. He, you might not even need anybody to get him. He might like try to like juke out and just drop the ball like that. He's done that before. So, do you fum- remember that on that too. on that sh- on that pursuit? Yeah, I do. yeah, but fumbles too can be a big factor, especially oh, if, yeah. you know slippery conditions we're expecting do come to fruition. Well, T.J. Watt's not going to be there though to force any strip sacks of Josh Allen. How do his replacements go about it? And it can't just be from those two guys. It's got to be from the defense as a whole. We'll talk about who needs to step up on that side of the ball, and we'll talk about trying to slow down Josh Allen because you can't stop that guy. You can only hope to contain him. That's going to be a huge key for the Steelers. We'll get into all that next on the Steelers Standard. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 